Hi, everyone. It is Marilyn Alori, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? This is a story podcast, and I'm going to tell you right now that I have a puppy in the room sleeping. So this podcast is probably going to be a shorter one, but there will be a lot more story ones coming down the line. I know you've had some story ones, but um, there's been things going on in my life that I want to share with you right now. As to, And so there's going to be more things coming down the pipe that are going to be quite exciting as we go forward. Before I move forward, I do want to share with you that um, as a psychic medium teacher and coach, I really enjoy teaching people how to use their instrument and how to trust their connection with spirit, their guides. Um, <laughs> he's, he's making noise as he's sleeping in the background, so you may hear that, you may not. Um, how to really trust guidance and how to really trust your own instrument. And if you're interested in delving deeper into that, I would really suggest you take a look at marilynalori.com forward slash next. And you can book a complimentary call to find out if the program is right for you. It's a really great program, Next Level Living. And I really teach people of higher consciousness how to live out in the world in a way that is so authentic to your soul, so honest, so truthful, and it really allows you to engage your mission. So I'm so passionate. How many times can I say so? So passionate about this um, program that I really want to encourage you to go out there, take a look at it. And if it feels right to you, just book a complimentary call and see if it's right for you. You can go to marilynaloria.com forward slash next and check that out. And the other thing is, um, if you want to just see what it's a bit like, you can join uh, my higher self lesson. So if you go to marilynaloria.com forward slash higher self, and you get that for free, and you can get an idea. And that's one of the first classes I did. I need to put more classes out there. I'm going to put a little lip gloss on because my lips aren't looking. So I know on the podcast, you can't see this, but. YouTube, they can, and I don't really care. I'm not, first of all, not on a program that I can pause. And second of all, this is life. All right. I've been in puppyhood. So I'm lucky that I even am able to put lip gloss on. So I want to share a couple of things with you and a story, a very profound story that happened to me. And um, like I said, there's going to be a lot more because I'm shifting and changing quite a bit. Last August, as many of you know, I lost my beloved dog, Micah. And during that time when I lost him, I had gotten a concussion. I had a difficulty with a handyman I hired who was, I was trying to build a lift for Micah. And um, I do, did do a whole podcast about that. And I told that story, but just for those of you who are just tuning in now, it was a, a really interesting time in my life where I live in a hillside house and I was trying to get my uh, a lift built for my dog on the stairs so he could go out into the street. I get him into the car, get him to therapy. And um, the person that I hired just ended up being a wackadoo. And um, I had to call the police. I, I got, I, fell down the hill with Micah. I hit my head. I got a concussion. And the day the lift was supposed to be ready, the day the lift was ready and we were supposed to test it out, Micah passed. And it was a really big devastation for me. Um, three days after that, I found lumps on Venus and it ended up that she had cancer and I had to do a huge surgery on her. And then uh, I think it was like two months after that, about November, my mom passed. That's a lot to go through in a short period of time. And the, there's, there's a lot of beautiful lessons in this that I want to share with all of you. And then I'm going to get to the puppy during this entire time. I was very close to my mother. I loved my mother a lot. I was not her caretaker. I was living 3000 miles away from her. Um, my brother who was the caretaker, who was really, really good to her was not really good to me. We'll just put it that way for right now. I'm not sure how much I want to share about that, but I will probably down the line. And maybe because I have forgiveness for everything and uh, a piece of that came through during the wake and the funeral. 
So when she passed, it was very difficult to me because not only did I lose her 12 years ago when the Alzheimer's really started kicking in and I lost my vivacious, amazing mother. I'm going to tell more stories about her on the podcast. I now was grieving her death and um, I had to make a decision about getting back there in time. And because my situation with my brother is so challenging to say the best way, I decided not to go back there. I decided that it was not the best thing for me to um, to do. I took care of myself. I feel fine with that decision. I also believe in spirit. And I knew that I would I actually saw my mother a week after she passed, about a week or 10 days, I was back. And I saw her walk down the hall. And I got to tell you, it scared me a bit because it was a physical manifestation of her walking down the hall, fixing my lips. Anyway, they have it. Um, you wouldn't know that on the podcast, but YouTube, they'll be like, oh, she's fixing her lipstick. Yeah, I'm not liking it. That's why. I didn't like the way it came out. Huh, but I'm not going to turn this off. Oh, now I smeared it. So if you want to go to YouTube and watch that, go to YouTube and watch that. You'll love it. It's now smeared. <laughs> anyway, moving the story along. So um, I went back. I, I was devastated when she passed, and I went back to the wake and the funeral. And it was really horrendous. We'll just say that. It was horrendous. Not the wake and the funeral itself, just the dynamics between my brother and myself. And my other brother was there with me. And my family dynamics are pretty atrocious to, to just share with that. My one brother from California, um, we we get along for, for the most part. He's a born-again Christian, so you can you can see right there there's, you know. But we actually had really great conversations. My nephew was there and I really, I appreciate him a lot. And then the other brother was just very challenging and difficult. And look, we're all grieving. So I can't speak to what he's going through and what I'm going through and what he feels I should have done and whatever. It doesn't matter. That's his thing. And the funeral day was really difficult because I was being called all sorts of names and everything. And I still handled it with grace. And I just allowed myself to be, but I knew I had to get through the funeral and the wake. So the night of the wake, it was very difficult. We only did it one day. And as I was driving back to the hotel, I was like, I am not going to make it through this funeral. I need to talk to someone. And spirit, um, I went into this, I wasn't eating and I went to this restaurant to get some food. And as I was listening to it, this very particular song came on, this uh, love song. Um, it's Bob Seger's. And I can't believe I'm forgetting it right now. And I'll tell you why it's so important in a minute. It'll come back to me. We got the night. We got the night. And as I was listening to it, it's a love song, but it just really struck a chord in me and and just made me feel. And I went back to the hotel and I called my friend, beautiful friend, Pat. And I was like, I, this is what's going on. I haven't spoken to her. We're, we've been friends for years, but we don't always talk on the phone. And um, I told her what was going on. And she sat and talked to me for like 90 minutes telling me a personal story and I finally had a clue as to who my brother was. And again, I don't want to speak poorly about him because I love him. Um, but it, difficulty just multiplied by a thousand. And Pat just sat on the phone with me and just kept talking to me and telling me and sharing her story. And it was so good. And the next day at the funeral, because Pat did that, I was very prepared for what went down. And my brother kind of lost it on me. And then as we landed at the mass, we went to the, the church. We were first at the funeral parlor saying goodbye. And then we have to follow, you know, um, he apologized to me, but you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. And um, my friend Pat and Rita were there. Thank goodness they were there. We have a very small, we had a very small um, people coming. Not that many people came because he lives far away from where we grew up. 
and everybody's scattered around the place. And then some people got COVID and we're not going to get into all that. It doesn't matter. So luckily Pat and Rita went to lunch with me after because I just wanted to get through the process. I wasn't, my other brother was like, I'm done. Um, I shouldn't tell his story, his story, his story, but anyway. And, uh, and I was really glad that my friends were there. It was so important. And then I came home and I got sick and I was run down and I was exhausted and everything just came to the surface and it's still coming to the surface to this day. Grief is a very interesting journey. It's a personal journey and it's whatever works for everyone. But my therapist is very much about me feeling and and not being afraid to feel and I'm not afraid to feel. And somebody had actually written me an email because they had heard uh, my podcast about Micah and they were like, you know, make sure to practice self-care if there's, and it was very sweet. The person was just caring. And if there's anything I know how to do with self-care, that's all I can tell you. I self-care to the wazoo. I know how to take care of myself really, really well. But again, it was a very beautiful email and nothing against the person. They cared about me and they were just trying to share. So and then another person was like, uh, wrote on my Facebook page when I finally said something on my Facebook personal page and then put it on my business page. Um, they said, uh, you know, well, your mother will come to you. You can talk to her, you know, spirits come to us. And I'm like, um, don't you know what I do for a living? You were in membership just because I don't speak to deceased people every single minute of the day. I'm still a medium and I know how to speak to deceased people. So it was just fascinating the, the, the awareness of people about who I am and what I do and then how that affects me, right? Who cares what they do and say, I may have to go in a minute. The puppy woke up. So I, um, I decided that I came home and, um, the holidays, my birthday came and then the holidays hit and I actually was okay. Christmas Eve was a little bit difficult. Um, my birthday was actually was okay. I took care of myself. I think I came out. I think I had a tennis lesson. I had a therapy session. Then I had a massage. It was actually a beautiful birthday. And then on Christmas Eve was a little bit difficult. I played tennis and I came home and I took care of myself Christmas Eve, had a beautiful dinner and it was just Venus and I. And then Christmas Day, um, I was just going to stay home and the power went out. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the beach. And I went to the beach with Venus and had a beautiful uh, day at the beach. So it ended up being quite lovely and beautiful for myself. And before this, um, it was back in October, I was doing my retreat, I decided I was going to get a puppy. And I was going to do it in a different way. I was going to do it. I really wanted a full shepherd. And I wanted a specific shepherd because I'm going to do therapy work again. So I contacted someone very reputable person. And I was like, I want it. And I was like, I don't want it. And then I was like, I want it. And then I was like, I don't want it. I'm grieving. And then I was like, I want it. But I had certain conditions around it. And I emailed the person, they didn't get back to me right away. And I was like, Oh, no, I'm not going to get the puppy. And then I sent her another email and I said, did you get my email? She's like, no, I didn't. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's totally fine. Those conditions are fine. I said, okay, great. And the puppies were actually, I didn't know if I was definitely getting a puppy, but the puppies were actually born the day I arrived in New York. So it gave me a little bit of sunshine and stuff. And then um, in, so I was watching the puppies and, and the whole thing is you don't know which puppy you're going to get. And but I knew because I knew I wanted a certain type and I knew Micah was coming back and I'll tell that story another time. And um, so I was in touch with the person and um, getting pictures and I was, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm in love with this little thing. So I went on Tuesday night to get the puppy and I brought him home. I had to do a plane ride and everything. People are going to have many opinions. And um, 
and and I've rescued quite a bit, so I'm not going to get into those opinions. God gave me this dog, and this dog is already exhibiting uh, rescue um, therapy behavior, and I did therapy with Micah. Um, and like I said, it's anyway, it doesn't matter. So I came home, it was pouring rain. I had to drive from San Francisco to my house. I had to pick up Venus at the boarding facility and get to my house. And it was pouring rain and I had this puppy and I was like, I got to get him to go potty outside. And I brought him in and I, I believe in crate training and I didn't do the crate the right way in the beginning. And he was freaking out and I was freaking out in my nervous system. And I was like, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And then the next day, um, I didn't sleep all night because he was up all night and I'm going out in the rain and trying to, and I live in a hillside house and I'm trying to figure out where you go to the bathroom, where it's safe for him in the pouring rain. And Venus is coming out with me every single time. And luckily she could be off leash because she's so trained and so good. Um, and so I didn't get any sleep. So Wednesday I was absolutely exhausted. And I was like, you know, what did I do? Why did I do this? Like what I had such a perfect, like my life is great. I joined a tennis club a tennis club that has tennis clubs everywhere. I joined two tennis teams. I bring Venus to tennis with me when it's not the tennis team. She just sits on the court with a little ball in her mouth and watches everyone. I'm like, why did I do this? I don't understand it. And I just knew, I knew there was something bigger and greater inside of me that was telling me that to get this puppy, get this puppy, get this puppy. So Wednesday night, my routine, I'm a routine person and my routine has been completely off. I didn't eat. Wednesday, I just ate a Lara bar. I could stand to lose a few pounds, so that's okay. Um, and I was sitting in the kitchen on the floor with the puppy because I'm trying to figure out the schedule, the routine, the potty training, the crate training. And he's a really good puppy, actually. He's very smart. He picks up things really fast. He's in the crate right now behind me. Even if he's in the other room, he's just a super, super smart dog. I've already taught him how not to charge out of the crate. I know training really well. And I was sitting on the ground and this is why it's really important to do this work. And I was just starting to cry. And I was feeling like that self-doubt, right? And my family grew up in a very dominant Italian brother family. My mother was very good about equal opportunity between the women and the boys because she wasn't treated that way. Because in Italian families, the sons are usually more important than the women, than the, the girls. And she always made a point that I was just as important as my brother's. <laughs> Sometimes they would probably say even more. Um, and uh, I was sitting there going, I'm such like, I was like, oh my goodness, like, why did I do this? Like thinking back to those days when I didn't know good and well enough and my brothers always knew better than me. And uh, I, so I called my mother. I like, I, I um, prayed to her and I prayed to St. Therese. There's a really big story about St. Therese. I'll tell you in a minute about my mother. And I prayed to God. And in that moment, my mother dropped in the image of Micah, my 100-pound shepherd, and myself sitting on a bench on my back deck, looking out at the trees, hugging each other, this tiny little bench that we could bear, both barely fit on, just watching the world go by and how peaceful and amazing it was. And I was like, oh, that's why. It's not this difficulty right now of having a puppy. And I happened to go on social media. I didn't tell anybody on social media that I was struggling with the decision or how, I mean, I was barely getting sleep, right? I don't have time to go on social media, but I happened to go on social media because I shared a picture of him. And somebody from my high school days wrote on this, the story, it's really difficult in the beginning, but it's such a joy what they become. And I was like, oh my goodness, I needed to hear that. And she didn't even know that. Like spirit knew I needed to hear it. So I went to sleep 
I was, I put the puppy by my bed in the crate and I was like, please sleep through the night, please. And I prayed that he would sleep through the night. And I again, got into my bed and I just started bawling, missing my mother, just bawling. And I was so sad. And I wrote a post on Facebook and beautiful comments were coming in. And um, I don't usually go on social media at night, but I've been grieving and sometimes I will. Sometimes I'll just watch puppy videos, you know, now I have my own puppy to watch. I don't have to go on Instagram to look at them. And um, I was just crying and letting it all out and missing her so much. And I knew I was missing her because here I was nurturing a puppy, maternal. And my mother was such an incredible being, such an incredible mother. And she loved dogs, absolutely loved dogs. And one of the things I'm very sensitive to sound. And what I've noticed with the crate training is when he cries in the crate, it's not affecting me like it normally does. I know what to do to take care of him. I've, I've been through tons of training, so I know what to do in the training. But in the past, when that used to happen, the crying would drive me nuts. It would make me really upset. And it hasn't even affected me. And I was like, that's my mother. My mother was a school teacher. My mother was incredible with kids. I remember sitting with her when my niece and nephew were making, I'm very sensitive to sound, and my niece and nephew were making tons of noise. And I'm like, oh my goodness, they're making so much noise. And she's like, really? I don't even hear it. And I knew in that moment too, I was like, oh, this crate training is going so well. Because my mother is showing me how sound doesn't have to affect me. It's just like, it didn't bother her. She let pe- She let us be what we were. We were loud, everything. She just let us be. It didn't affect her. It didn't bother her. So after crying and praying that the puppy would sleep, I went to sleep and he stirred a couple of times, but he didn't have to get up. And I would just stick my fingers in there and he would lick them and then go to sleep. And um, I woke up at one point a little bit anxious again, like, what did you do? Why did you do this? You just joined these incredible tennis clubs. You just joined these tennis teams. You can't even play tennis right now. You haven't even been able to work out. Why did you do this? Why did you get a puppy when your life is going so well? Your business is growing. Everything is growing. And then I heard spirits say, God is at the end of every choice. And I felt that in my being. And I heard it again. Oh, my goodness. He's sleeping on his back with his little belly up in the air. That's a really good sign. That's safety. I wish I could show you. Actually, I'm going to show it. So you'll have to go to the YouTube channel to see it. Oh, he turned. You have to go to the YouTube channel and see it. It's 18 minutes in, 1843. He's so sweet. Oh my gosh, he is the sweetest dog. So is Venus, the sweetest dogs. Anyway, so um, God is at the end of every decision. Maybe that happened at that moment because that's God, right? That's love, right in that crate, that little puppy. So God is at the end of every decision. So whether God speaks to you, Holy Spirit, higher self, universe, Pleiades, I don't care what speaks to you. I don't care if it's God. For me, it was in that moment that I knew that every decision I made, things get, when you decide to grow, expand, share your heart with someone, it can be challenging. It can be difficult, whatever you want to term it. Uncomfortable. I like uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable because I don't see things as challenges or difficulties. Even my mother passing, I didn't term it as difficult or challenging. I didn't term any of that stuff as difficult as challenging. It's life. Oh, I have another part of the story. So God is at the end of every decision. And I fell asleep. 
I felt a peace. And when I woke up in the morning, they said, I remembered it. I said, oh, God's at the end of every decision. And then they said, and yes, God's at the beginning of every choice. And I went, they're right. I don't make rash decisions, especially about getting a puppy. That's a big commitment. Like I've taken things off my calendar. I've never already been off my calendar because of the passing of my mom. My business is still running great. It's actually doing amazing. That's why for those of you who want to create your own business, create your own business so that you can experience life. Let me repeat that. Create your own business so you can experience life. So I got up with the puppy and we actually had a really good day yesterday. He's getting into a routine and I'm getting into a routine with him. And I'm also studying a lot about puppies. And I also said, like I said, I know a lot about training and he's just very good, very attentive. Like last night he chased the cat and I won't allow that. You don't want to instill that habit and that behavior. And so right away I got, you know, his food out and started working with him and didn't chase. And now he like sees the cat and he sits <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this dog is smart. He's going to be great for therapy work. I was just talking to my neighbor and she was telling me everything she did with her dog for therapy work. So, um, and you can do therapy work with any kind of dog. It's, it's a, but it's a very high, the type of therapy work that I did with Micah, he had to be, um, very trained for children's hospital. And at the very last testing, this the second round of testing, he could go into surgery units. We didn't do it, but he would have been able to be in the surgery room because he was so, he tested so well. It's a lot of training. So um, yesterday I realized like, so God is in this decision, this choice. And because I made this decision, I am being filled with love. And I was reminded yesterday as I'm working through the potty training, which is like every 90 minutes going outside. And again, it's raining. It's going to rain for like the next four or five days. Hillside house, not easy. Um, he's been actually pretty easy. We found a couple of places and I'm already teaching him to go potty on command. And um, I was just like, it's not going to be like this forever. You know, it's going to be like this, you know, for a little bit till his little bladder gets bigger, but it's okay. I can do it. I work for myself. I can do it. I already got a puppy babysitter, you know, she's coming over hopefully this weekend and um, I already know where she takes care of my cats. So I want to remind you that when you make a decision, don't make a rash decision, try to really think it through, make sure it's your truth. So yesterday when I was sharing this story with my therapist, um, she was commenting on how well I was taking care of myself. We talked about a lot of things in my consciousness with it all. He's doing it again. Oh my goodness. Anyway. And she said, um, we talked about my truth, where my truth is. And I want you to think about where is your truth? It's the core of you that knows everything, knows things that hasn't even happened yet. It is the place in you. And I want you to connect to that truth. And I did a meditation yesterday because we're doing scrying and beliefs in uh, Next Level Living. Scrying is when you look into a crystal ball. That's the simplest way to explain it, but it's so much more than that. And a lot of times people don't see clairvoyantly because of their belief system. So we kind of put those two together. And um, I had them go in and find that piece of truth inside of them and to find it as a shape and a color. And I invite all of you to do that too, to find that piece inside of you that is your infinite truth. Because I'm doing the 10X uh, experience right now. And if you want to know more about that, go to marilynaloria.com forward slash 10X. And I do live experiences around it. And I'm doing one right now. I'll be doing another one at the end of February. So you can go to marilynlaurie.com forward slash 10X and you could purchase it. And you'd be in one of those lives. 
and um, I'm going to have to go in a minute. And I, I, I want you. So I was in there and I was teaching this to them too. And they're making big decisions. Like this coach is telling me to charge this much, but it doesn't feel right. Or do, what do I need to do? Or I'm afraid to do this and that. And I'm like, you need to find your truth. You need to find your truth so you can settle into it and live your life from that place because your life is not easy. That was the whole thing when all of this was happening with um, my mother. And so when I came back from the wake and the funeral, this was the other story. I picked up Venus from the boarding facility that I absolutely love. And she had a cough and there's this puppy virus. My brother just texted me like that day about this puppy virus that's going around. And here she is coming out of this boarding facility that I fully trust with a cough. And I go to the vet right away and I'm like, what is this? And I, I'm sitting down. I'm literally just back from my funeral in the wake. And um, oh, she wasn't even at the boarding. She was at the trainer's house. So she was at someone's house. And um, I was told that there was a new vet because my vet wasn't in. And she, I said, I'm just getting back from my mother's wake. I just lost my other dog. And she's like, wow, you've been through a lot. And I was like, it's life. And I wasn't brushing off my feelings in the moment. I was just letting her know that it was very sweet that she acknowledged it, but I was just letting her know that this is life and I'm not going to let life beat me down. I'm going to let life build me up. I'm not going to let life beat me down. I'm going to let life build me up. And when you do that, your entire life changes. Now I just shared with you, I'm still grieving. I'm okay though. I'm okay. Whenever anybody asks how I'm doing, I honestly answer. I'm like, yeah, I'm still grieving, but my overall mental health is really good. I'm taking great care of myself. I have great support systems. I love my business. When I finally got back to work, I was happy to get back to work because I love my work. I love it. So find what you love to do. Stop closing down your heart. Lead your life with your heart. And, and remember that you are here for something powerful and great. And all these things, somebody just said to me, what do I do with all the obstacles that are happening, coming to me in my path? And I said, they aren't obstacles. They aren't. They are passageways to something bigger and greater. There's some, they're passageways to something bigger and greater. And then she shared with me that something difficult that was going on with the family, a health crisis. And I said, that's very difficult. But there's still something magical in that moment. I'm not asking you to brush your feelings. I don't brush off my feelings. You have to be in your feelings. You have to be in your truth. You have to be in your honesty. And then you have to meet the uncomfortable thing that's happening and ask yourself, how, how is God trying to grow you in this moment? How is spirit trying to grow you in this moment? Because they're preparing you for greatness. So I leave you with that because the puppy is now awake. Oh, no, he's asleep. You got to see this. His eyes were closed. His toys in his mouth. And he's the cutest thing in the world. You have to go to YouTube and watch this podcast because you have to see the puppy. I'm going to go take him out. Um, thank you so much. Uh, if you like this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share it with your friends. And I'm sending you a ton of love. Thank you.